0: Uh, First of all, uh, Marcos, uh, how do you pronounce your last name?
1: Huerta, the H is silent
0: Huerta
1: Yeah, that's That's good, good? Marcos with an O, yeah, so that's good, very good
0: Okay, so since I will be introducing you, it's good if I know how to pronounce your name Instead, we are joined by a fellow incomparable listener, Marcos Huerta Oh my god, I just screwed up (laughs) All right, we're going to start that one over again (laughs) <laughs> We're going to do it live.
1: <laughs> Just snap your fingers and do it all over again.
0: Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Sure. I am Andrew Pontius, and let me introduce my fellow co-host, Sarah Gardner. Greetings. Welcome.
2: Hi. Thank you.
0: Javier Matusevich, welcome to the show. Go ahead, Andrew. We're rolling. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Now, Rachel Adaman, our usual fourth co-conspirator, won't be joining us tonight. Instead, we're joined by a fellow incomparable listener, Marcos Huerta.
1: Welcome. Hello. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: We are glad that you are here. So we were unable to record last week, so this week we will actually be discussing two season three episodes. Episode four, Jeremy Barrowing, and episode five, The Ballad of Donkey Doug." and in a further twist... For our listeners, um, since I was unable to listen or watch the episode Ballad of Donkey Doug," I will be uh, folding myself up into the cocoon that is already my icon at the end of our discussion of episode four. And the rest of your co-hosts here will be discussing that episode with you. So, all right, so we're going to get started with episode four, Jeremy Bearamy. And I'm going to do the recap for this episode. Michael and Janet finally get caught by Team Cockroach, by the humans, and have to confess what's going on to them. Now, according to Michael, this destroys their chance of earning points to go to the good place, so they're all condemned to the bad place, and each character reacts to that in their own way. Tahani tries philanthropy, and with Jason, she basically decides to give all her money away, both randomly to people on the street, and then to Jason by marrying him. Eleanor tries to be bad again, but she just can't swing it, so when she finds a wallet on the floor in the same way that she had been describing how she would always stick the money from wallets in the past, now she goes to some non-trivial efforts to return this wallet to the original owner. Cheaty well, Cheedy snaps. He wanders around shirtless, tries to cook some candy chili, and babbles to his students. But they all eventually wind up back with Michael and Janet, and under Eleanor's leadership vow to help others get to the good place, even if they can't. That's pretty much what happens in episode four. Uh, so what do people think?
1: Um, I liked it. I I, I thought it was sort of fascinating that their reaction to eternal damnation was to still try and be good. I, I'm curious if other people thought that was a believable response. I mean, I guess the show doesn't work if they all are just bad for another rest of the season. But like, how did, how did other people feel that that seemed true to their one year of study with Chidi and they're all going to sort of respond to this horrible news this way, except Chidi?
2: I don't know. I I guess I didn't really think that through very far. So, you know, great for me that I'm part of the audience and didn't really consider it. But uh, yeah, I I do think that they tried to address that a little bit with Eleanor sort of wanting to be bad and not being able to. Uh, But you're right. It's just a year. Like she could very easily have gone back to her old ways or at least been very upset.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess they still have that near-death experience, right? That sort of presumably transformed them it's not just the year
3: yeah and while Eleanor's arc is the clearest one that shows us why she sees the the effects that a, a bit of good actions can have on other people I'm I feel like that's what all the characters are seeing in a way so they're all trying to in their journey to to discover what it is to be someone when you know that you're not going to go to the good place they all find the joy of giving someone else help
2: <laughs> it's the show
3: yes
1: um but overall i would say i liked it i mean i thought it had some funny moments um i obviously the jeremy bear me and Achidi losing it over the dot over the eye was pretty entertaining um <laughs> I mean, I wonder if that whole Jeremy Barry, Bear me the time and the bad place loops around on itself it augurs like how they're gonna, the show might move forward if they ever go back to the afterlife. But I thought that was funny. Uh, I thought it was amusing that Chidi, with the with the one with the most sort of philosophical training, is the one that just completely loses it, <laughs> whereas whereas like uh, the you know sort of hot fraud Tahani just immediately starts doing good and giving her money away. So I thought that was pretty. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, poor Eleanor, who wants to be bad again, but just just can't just can't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like this was a good use of them being on Earth. Which parts of this season haven't really felt that way to me? Um, they were kind of dragging their feet, or it just felt like they were rehashing old ideas. But um, starting with this episode, I felt like they were onto something. Like yes. it felt like a like a true reboot, um, versus just more of the same. And I appreciated that, especially after a number of episodes that started to feel kind of repetitive.
1: Yeah, my wife has described the season as just kind of boring. She wants them back in sort of the afterlife where anything can happen and it's it's more more zany. Michael's really bad at lying for a demon, like his ridiculous <laughs> FBI agent like <laughs> cover story that lasts about thirty seconds. Uh, not very effective. Well, but
3: I think that that's sort of the point that the show is trying to make—that Michael is also getting bad at line here in the on Earth because yeah. uh, the whole the whole point is that he also should be getting good, but not knowing it. So they have to walk that that line with a lot of care, and I think that's that's what they're doing with making him bad at line when he used to be good at it.
0: Or it's just what the plot needs right now. Um... Yeah, I'm probably going to be more of a... <laughs> sounds like I'm going to be the one who's going to be more of a downer on this episode. Um, oh. I do like where they're going with it, and I think the Soul Squad is is the direction they should have... They We've kind of talked about them going in it, and I know, like, uh, uh, Jason Snell talked about how this was something that he wanted to see from our group, not necessarily on Earth, uh, possibly in another sort of good place environment, that he wanted to see the the group helping others. And so it does feel like this is a good and interesting thing for them to do, especially if they focus on helping individual other people uh, instead of trying to do some sort of widespread good that it would be hard for them as just four random people to do. I was kind of thinking like, could they start a a society or something? Could they try to help a lot of people? But that doesn't really feel like the show's strength. So I do like this idea. Okay, we're going to, we're gonna help individual people we know. And so at the end of the episode, I was like, I'm on board. Let's go. But, this really felt like another zany episode on the way to getting there. And I, I'm afraid, personally, I didn't really buy it. Um, we have seen each of these characters in one way or another in scenarios like this before. We've seen Cheaty snap before and get really nervous and get really uh, uh, zany about, you know, uh, lose his cool about various things and, and go crazy. We have seen Eleanor have problems with being good before and not being able to handle moral dessert, the fact that she's not going to get um, uh, uh, rewarded for every good thing that she does. And we've seen Tahani struggle with uh, getting away from her narcissistic tendencies before. Uh, And I'm not sure that these episodes of them doing that again really brought any more to the characters or the story than what we've already seen. So it really felt like this, to me, was yet another thing to wade through on the way to the plot that we really want to get to. Um, I think that they could have compressed all of these, what, four episodes we're at now into one and just made it one real big plot to get them, you know, a bunch of montages, blah, 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 blah. Hey, we're at the point where... Oh my God, they've been told they're actually, they actually died and oh, all the points are gone and they have to start doing something different. I would really have liked it if they had squashed that into one and made most of this first arc of the season be about helping people rather than getting to the point of helping people with all of these things that just don't really matter that much. Like, uh, so all right, I will stop there so other people can talk, but that's. Kind of what I thought of it wasn 't bad. I have a couple of things listed from notes for the joke machine that made me laugh, but it didn 't it didn 't do it for me
1: yeah i mean I, I see what you 're saying, and i i don 't know i mean i don 't know if they could have squished it into one episode, but I think that the the challenge of this season going back to earth is just it doesn 't have the clear structure of season obviously season one was you know just sort of a brilliant you know setup and scheme, and then season two. I mean, I don't know what you all thought going into season two, but I thought it had, it couldn't just be one loop through the bad place again. Um, so, but I didn't know what to expect this season. And um, I'm not sure the writers know exactly where they're going this season. I mean, I don't think it can be. How many episodes did they order for season three? Do we know?
2: I thought it was like 12 or 13.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So I don't know if there's going to be eight episodes of them just helping people on Earth. I mean, I think ultimately they do have to get back to their. To face the music so to speak in front of the judge So I don't know I agree that it does feel like they're treading water
2: Yeah I mean It is it's better than it was For the first few but I mean I agree Like it's it's still It's not what you're looking for in the show I, I wonder if at the end Of this season We'll look back and say like yeah that wasn't A very good one and you still kind of hope For next season to be better or if they're just gonna, you know, uh, have whatever happen right at the end of the season and make you rethink everything again. So, you know, I'm still holding out hope.
3: Yes, I agree that they are doing the same thing again that they have been doing all season. But I, I do think that this time they did it in an artful way, which is something we haven't seen in <laughs> the previous episodes, or, or that's what I think at, at least. And I feel like they could have just basically started with this episode the whole season and with a few changes it would have worked perfectly
0: so is there any uh, are there any sort of plot points that people want to go over in more detail for this episode
1: i was going to say i like the guy the banker who says we're supposed to shut down the bank if anyone yep. from florida even walks in
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I felt bad that i had forgotten all about larry just like
1: they had forgotten all about. Larry. I, I totally forgot about there. Like, yeah. Oh yeah! Wait a second. <laughs> well,
0: and I was kind of worried that that was going to uh, lead us into the next episode to a big love triangle plot. And from the parts that I have seen from the next episode, it doesn't sound like that happened. Um, but uh, we will we will talk about that. Um, but yeah, you know, I was kind of worried that like, hey, we just got into the Soul Squad, and wait, all of a sudden there's now this stupid love triangle which isn't really a love triangle that they're going to have to do, because there, there have been love triangles in both season one and season two between our various characters. So, yeah, so I guess that was just sort of a one-off joke for this episode. It
3: seems so. It felt more like a plot point that they started to do, and then they changed their mind <laughs> <laughs> halfway production. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think fundamentally with this season and and this episode is an exemplar of the season up to this point is that I still like the characters. I still like the little jokes, but yeah, structurally, it's not anywhere close to season one or two, right? So we'll see if they are setting up for something that we'll all love and appreciate or if they're not exactly (laughs) sure what to do with them on Earth.
3: Yeah, they have done that in the past, so it could happen still. We don't have to lose well, there's certainly been twists. But,
0: yeah, I mean, yes. lots of good things could be coming up for us. And if there isn't necessarily, and if there isn't necessarily anything that we want to talk about plot-wise, we can kind of jump, jump into for this episode to the to the joke machine. Um, and uh, Marcos, I don't know if you've actually listened to our podcast before, but we do have this bit at the end where we just kind of go over what jokes we thought were funny in this episode. Um, and I think you kind of almost got us started off by mentioning a joke um, as part of one of the one of the plot lines that we had. So. I think we could probably just kind of continue with that and then finish up this episode and then move on because we do have two episodes to go through this uh this episode so to speak so what did people like in terms of the humor in this episode
3: i liked this breakdown i thought it was in a way believable for a person that's studied the philosophy all his life and when he's faced with the actual nothingness it still hits you and i think that's how knowing for sure what's going to happen when you die uh, would affect a person. It's it's at least how I, I would react, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, do we, do we think that Chidi there was... I mean, there have been times, like especially in the first season, it was always sort of interesting that he was worried about what was going to happen to him. He was worried about his personal future. Um, when philosophy, he knew from philosophy that you aren't necessarily really doing good unless you're being selfless, but he was always kind of being selfish in the sense that he was always worried about what was going to happen to him. And I think, I don't know if that was really deliberate, but in this episode, you know, it wasn't that life is hopeless, it's that his life is hopeless. And there is a difference between that and saying everything is useless. But he didn't seem to be ready to make that distinction in his Jeremy Beremy tantrum, whatever you want to call it.
3: He may be armed with the knowledge that it's not all loss for everyone, but I feel like the loss of the self is (laughs) kind of a big deal to hop through. So Mm -hmm. I I can understand his situation.
0: What do people think of his shirt? (laughs) Uh...
3: Do you
1: I don't remember what it said. I blanked out what it what what was on it.
0: I think it was where, when, why, something wine, wine, something yeah.
2: wine. I remember the wine part. It was, yeah,
0: it was a pink, no, a pink I, shirt. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I remember more that he's super jacked than I remember his
1: shirt. <laughs> uh,
2: that seems to have made an impression. Yeah, it was strange, uh, <laughs> jarring.
0: When someone had said in our chat, someone had said somewhere that uh, it might have been the incomparable Swack that that Eleanor had mentioned that in, like, season one. He yes, hey, yeah, she gonna... has. Yeah. yeah. So that is a yeah. kind of a callback for him to take
1: his shirt off, it must <laughs> I suppose. Have, have, is there, is, was there never an episode in season one where he took his shirt off? It seems like... <laughs> I
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, I don't like... remember it. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe yeah, in season two, because wasn't there, like, one in one of the universes of season two, he and Eleanor get together, right? And she watches video of them oh, yeah. in bed. So maybe shirt was not that. But yeah. it was... On VHS, so mm-hmm. who knows?
2: <laughs> there's an Easter egg in this episode that I read about uh, afterward, and it's really cool. So do do any of you guys... Have you seen The Leftovers?
1: Yeah, I've seen, no. like, two episodes.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's great. So uh, when um, Mike Schur was coming up with The Good Place, he talked to Damon Lindelof, the Lost and Leftovers guy, because he thinks there's a lot that, like, overlaps between the two shows. And so when... Um, in In the leftovers, it's in one of the later seasons there's this uh, story that's relayed through the father character, and he says that there's a hippie with a red head red headband that walks up and says, "Do you want to talk to God?" and that's what <laughs> happens in this episode and then Chidi just makes it so weird <laughs> and it was it was on purpose, which I think is really cool like they threw that in there and then made it funny
0: right. Well, he he takes the guy by the shirt and, like, yells at him, but then gives the citation for what he's yelling at him, which I thought is a very cheaty thing to do. Like, he doesn't just rant Mm. at him. He rants at him with citations. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was just trying to sell you drugs, man, and you made it weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yep,
3: (laughs) Well, also the whole supermarket scene with Chidi, it's a callback to when Eleanor dies. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, her her last day is when she puts all the stuff on the inner cart, and then she she, and that that's kind of what she's going to do that weekend. I think was the idea, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and she also has a, a fairly hostile just uh, conversation with the uh, the clerk, uh, the the store attendant mm-hmm. at the the checkout line.
1: It's a very TV thing to do: the people walking through the supermarket just throwing things into a cart. I don't know if anyone, even at their <laughs> low point, has ever actually done that, but it does make for a good.
0: Yeah, it 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 felt very good place instead of like very real world. But yeah, mm. I
1: I I spoiled I ruined joke machine because I went early, so I will refrain no, from no. it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, that was my favorite one the Florida the Florida man in the bank thing. Yeah,
0: so. no, it's a good it was a good joke, <laughs> um, but then there was a better joke about um, <laughs> Jason talking about his his Sea World, where he's the, oh. he's the security where. How does it go? So it was actually, it was, tied, uh, it was actually, uh, what, kiddie pools with uh, jellyfish in them, and then instead of a killer whale, it is a whale that they killed, and, and Tahani looks, it's I funny, this time around through when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, Tahani looks appropriately horrified by that. So, yeah, yes. that was the that was the joke that made me laugh in this episode. I don't think any of the other jokes um. made me laugh out loud, but, but that one did, mm. so...
2: Filing under, like, the Jason is dumb and I will laugh because Jason is dumb, uh, saying that he could go to a real doctor instead of pretending to be a big dog and going to the vet. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, Yeah. yeah, Jason's just one note, but boy, I, you know, these (laughs) dumb things, I just laugh. Well,
0: and Uh. that's the thing, like, when people say, oh, you were, you were so out of money that you were forced to eat, like, you know, dog food, like... Dog food is expensive compared to <laughs> yeah. like going to the vet is expensive compared to going to a human doctor so yeah but but yes it was it was definitely funny. There's a couple of Eleanor jokes in the middle oh when she when Eleanor goes to the bar and she's like, "Yeah, it's my birthday, and he's like, "You know, okay, so I need you know proof that it's your birthday and she's it's just my damn birthday man give me give me the drink, and then she does something later where Oh, you know and I can't find my notes on this stuff.
3: Tomorrow is my birthday.
0: Tomorrow is my birthday too, right? Well, and then she talks about her rules, right? Rule number one is I got to do whatever I want. And there are way too many Spider-Man movies. That was funny. <laughs> and then rule number she goes straight to rule number three, right? So that's so there's no rule number two, but she goes straight to rule number three, where she says, everybody should leave me alone. And the bartender said, well, if we did that, then society would collapse. And he said, yeah, that's what happened in America. Everybody <laughs> oh. does what they want. Society did break Sad. down, and it's terrible, and it's great. And, like, there are no bees because they all died. It was just, yeah, it was a fun rant. And, oh, yeah. oh, and if you need surgery, you just beg for money on the internet. It's a perfect <laughs> system. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, but then right after that, she finds the wallet that she can't just keep, so.
2: The Monsters, ink wallet. <laughs> Was it a little, monster's ink wallet? Well, no, no. Just that it has like oh, the, the picture with the yeah. cartoon, like the crayon yeah. drawing and oh, yeah. it's here. Yeah, it was sully. very, it was very sully. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah why doesn't that, mm. if that guy, why isn't that picture permanently at work? I mean, he's going to lose it or it's going to get all crinkled in <laughs> yeah. his wallet. Seriously. It should be framed it for her. Framed, Keep that
2: somewhere else.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't, framed don't you it on have his desk? a
2: fridge? <laughs> mm.
1: Well, he well, says he looks yeah, for yeah. An inspiration at work, so it should be framed on his desk at work, right? Sure. Like not in his wallet. I'll fold it up. Maybe he needs to look at it on the Metro.
0: So does he really deserve to get it back then?
1: So, and then, and then Eleanor
0: has to, when she, she says to the woman who's living in the place where the the guy used to live, is there anything else I can take for you? And then (laughs) that's a nice little bit of physical comedy where, you know, she's carrying a lamp and a plant and a, like a gym bag and a garden hose and like other stuff. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: I think it's very typical of the sort of things that you would leave behind when you moved.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I suppose, yeah. One and the other, the other one, the other Jason uh, line that was what, funny was. Uh, now you can buy a bigger chin guitar when she was talking to uh, someone <laughs> playing a violin. <laughs> yeah, so. the
2: person playing the violin is the lady who writes all the puns for the Good Place. She's no, the, no, she's the, the writer. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
0: That's Do we cool. remember
2: what her name is? Megan Amram. Megan Amram.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's That was funny. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have noticed that. By the way,
3: I like the name of the bar, Drinking Nemo.
2: There's a lot of Nemo stuff. (laughs) Rachel usually points it out. We miss you, Rachel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh Well, and there were the three kinds of, and this isn't quite a joke, but there were the three kinds of ethics that Chidi talks about, which it sounds like they were kind of trying to wrap up some of the, all the philosophical stuff that they've been talking about over the last uh, two seasons, where there's virtue Mm -hmm. ethics... Which is you develop yourself according to specific virtues, and I think that was uh, like philanthropy was the thing they were showing sort of Tahani during that during that uh, we was saying that, and then consequentialism, which is you do something whether is whether something is good is depends on how much good it does the effect it has on society, and then I think the last one was deontology if I remember correctly yes which is you have certain duties that we have decided you need to follow to be in a good society so. That was it, it. felt sort of like a basic lecture for a philosophy course in in uh, like grad school, but it
1: he's was a good. He's not really seven.
3: giving a lecture, though.
0: <laughs> no, he, he's really giving a lecture. He's just to us. trying
3: to get. He's
1: trying to get to the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was lecturing the audience, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then a couple more. Um, when Michael and Janet, um, are deciding what they're going to do on Earth since they're now going to get retired. And Michael says, I know it's kind of touristy, but I'd really like to visit a lens crafter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: good. Janet wants to get bangs.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Do yeah. it, girl. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right after they wrote the big report, right? I still I wonder if yeah. I still think that reform of the afterlife is got to be some sort of long term direction mm-hmm. that the show is going to go to.
0: Yes. Yeah, it really didn't feel like they did much with it in this episode, but there were—I think they're—they're they're totally leaving a little mark to say, "Oh, well, this will help future people." Future people. Well, I'm sure we're yes. gonna see—we're gonna see how that plays out this season. I think, but, hmm. uh, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I did like that they interjected the um, the philosophical stuff back into the episode because it felt like it had been a while since we'd gotten anything that was strictly that versus just kind of playing around on earth. So, you know, it was a little like, I don't know, it was a little stayed, but at least, (laughs) at least it's there.
0: Yeah. Those poor horrified Mm -hmm. students had to pay the price Mm -hmm. for us to get our philosophy lecture. Yeah.
1: I like the student who's like, I think you're going, I can see that you're going through something, (laughs) but you know, it's the end of the semester. What's going to be, what's happening? What's on the test?
0: Well, the only other big one that I have, um, And the joke machine is um, when Tahani and Jason say, we got, and then of course Tahani says married, and Jason says tacos.
1: (laughs) It's hard to believe we met him and he was a monk. Mm -hmm.
0: Alrighty then. Okay, so this is the moment in the episode where I wrap myself up in a cocoon, or maybe someone else has to cocoon me. I'm not quite sure how the the, the (laughs) physics of it go. And we will let um, the rest of our co-hosts here talk about the next episode, episode five, The Ballad of Donkey Doug. Take it away. Bye-bye.
3: Spoiler horn.
2: (laughs) I guess he really did just leave, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I've got the recap for this one. Um, The Ballad of Donkey Doug, in which Jason, Michael, and Tahani attempt to save the soul of Donkey Doug, or should I say Donkey Dad, (laughs) only to give up when his get-rich-quick scheme gets him arrested. Eleanor and Janet help Chidi break up with Simone by using increasingly weird simulations. Pillboy comes out for the better, and the gang heads to confront Tahani's family, except for Eleanor, who learns her dead mother was faking the whole thing.
3: That's a pretty good summary.
2: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, what did everybody think of this one, now that we can kind of wrap our heads around tonight's episode?
3: I like parts of it.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's start there. What would you like?
3: Well, I liked that Donkey Dog is, is Jason's father, and I like to to see this hyper-realistic flurry <laughs> that we've been talking about all whole three seasons. I like a lot that they brought back the this is a, this is your soulmate, a golden retriever music from the for the iterations of GD's talking with Simone. I thought that was a nice callback, and I thought the episode kind of liked a bit of coherence, but it was overall fine.
1: Yeah, I remember enjoying it while I watched it. I mean, I watched it live, what, two hours ago. Um, uh, Now that I'm trying to think about about it and think about (laughs) what made an impression on me, there's a little less there. I mean, uh, I thought it was uh, funny as usual um i i i don't know about the whole jason and his his cohort are just so dumb that it's just i i don't know <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i like it or if i don't like it also the guy that played his father seemed his age they didn't seem like there was any significant age gap between the two of them um i i, I tried to look up the age of the actor that played his father i couldn't find it um i love janet's vr tech They like should just like let Vijayna invent technology and just (laughs) live off of that kitty, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I guess they have all of Tani's money. Um, uh, But no, overall I liked it. I mean, again, I still don't really know where like the show is going. I mean, okay. I mean, so at the end, Eleanor's like mad at her mom and going to go find her mom. I guess they're going to go pay a visit to, um, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't speculate about the future, but um, yeah, I think me, I think I you think ha- Javier said, <laughs> I think Javier said it was meandering a little, and I think that's still true. But it was still entertaining. It was entertaining, and yet yeah. meandering. Meandering. I loved. And I don't know if this counts as joke machine or not, but I did love that the airport was the Randy Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> airport in Jacksonville, which I don't think is true because I've flown out of that airport, but it was pretty funny.
3: Hmm. I think it was probably the the most fun of all the season three episodes, but in terms of plot advancement, not so much.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they spent so much of this season making sure that the team stays together, that this episode, they actually break them apart on purpose, which I think kind of worked because you had two separate plot lines that worked outside of each other, and then they got back together at the end without any real consequence of them being apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that worked for me. Um, I thought that there were a lot more jokes in this one, kind of yeah. on the whole, which, you know, works for me. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, there were some surprises too, like the, you know, Donkey Dog and then Eleanor's mom, um, that they're not, you know, earth-shattering, season-changing surprises, but they keep you interested. Um I was a little disappointed that we have to say goodbye to Simone already. Um, yeah. And that Chidi's breaking up with her didn't necessarily always feel like it was part of his personality. Like when one of the simulations, uh, he proposes that actually (laughs) felt most like Chidi (laughs) than like his whole, um, blurting out things that Eleanor would say, you know? Um, I I don't know. I, I felt bad for her. Um mm-hmm. because I you know, you grew to like her and she didn't really get a lot of use out of this season outside of just kind of being there for the moments. Um mm-hmm. but I did yeah, I want... Oh sorry.
1: No, I'm sorry. I just gonna say I wonder if they'll bring her back. I, I hope they can find maybe they will. Somehow.
2: Yeah. Well and mm. I kinda think that if he had just been straight with her, that it might have been okay. But I mean, it would have been suspending disbelief for sure, but at the same time, like, I I don't necessarily think that the way he went about things was really all that good. Um, Straight,
3: I, like, telling her what's going on with the...
2: Well, the no, more portal, like...
3: Because the whole point is to avoid to tell him.
2: Yeah, no, I guess more like um, being as vague as he possibly can, but still, like, letting her know that it's not anything to do with her or... You know, at least softening the blow a little you, bit. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind. Of, I mean, I guess Chidi can't. You know, bring it himself to lie, but that wouldn't be a lie. Um, mm. I will say that Janet and her like Bing and uh, you know having to back <laughs> out of the room. Like I like I like that they took her somewhere that she's never been, which is <laughs> having all the answers but no way of getting them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was really cute, and I'm sure that uh, keeping that going, keeping her, uh, you know, like you said, with the weird technology she could come up with and whatnot, like, she has a real chance to do some fun things this season, so I'm happy with that. And I'm talking a lot, so I'll stop.
1: <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, uh, when Andrew introduced me, I wanted to go bing. But uh, uh. since he hadn't seen, or I didn't think he had seen uh, this episode, no. I refrained from spoiling the bing. Um, but mm. no, I loved, I loved Janet and uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the beginning. I guess I don't know if this counts as joke or drama or joke uh, machine, but I did love the little bit, the little banter back and forth that she and Eleanor had at the beginning uh, where she's telling Janet, where, where Janet's telling Eleanor all these things about her past. I thought that was very entertaining.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. where she's like using it to check up on old classmates and boyfriends. Yeah, yeah that's
3: Janet great. is like the Facebook of <laughs> of AI's.
2: So, um, what did people think of the uh, the the multiple like reboots within virtual reality that they went with? Like a whole different way of rebooting things.
1: Yeah, I kind of liked it. I wrote down in my Mm -hmm. notes, the VR thing is the new bad place simulator. Snap and new try. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I thought that was uh, entertaining uh, and a way to get a little mileage out of the relatively simple task of breaking out with Simone. (laughs) Mm. Yeah,
3: I thought it was fun, but uh, I thought it was ultimately, it didn't pay off (laughs) in the way that we wanted it to with the whole Simone situation. And I'm sad that we had to break up with her because it feels more like a thing that the writers want to do, and not a thing that she wants to do, and he even calls it out, which is he's lampshading, lampshading it so so it's not so not not such a tough blow, but it's still eh, I'm not so hard on that,
1: yeah, it feels like it's just something he knows he has to do because he's worried that he'll blurt out you know the truth mm-hmm. about not that she would believe him, but you know. I'm not exactly sure how that works. If she te- if he tells her, but she doesn't believe it, does she still not? Can she still not earn points? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think the system might be a little flawed. Um, <laughs> I loved it when Eleanor. I
3: think we need some reform. T-
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved it when Eleanor both took over Simone and then later just substituted for uh, for for Chidi, and we saw that Eleanor's fluid sexuality uh, emerged once more. It was a nice callback to season one, I think. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, cause I think she said, I remember at the end of season one, she said she was seriously into Tahani. So, um, yeah, uh, I thought that was really funny.
2: I, I liked the puppy. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't take much, but boy, that puppy was cute.
1: It was very cute.
2: <laughs> and then, you know, I, I, you know, I was glad they dispensed with like the, who is donkey Doug thing very quickly. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's my dad. Like not like a reveal of any kind, just like. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know I just call him Donkey Doug, you know. All right, well, okay, let's just go with it.
3: <laughs> it's Chase, after all.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and then of course
2: he thought Michael was a cop, and you have yeah. to tell them you're a cop before. And anything you've seen <laughs> that it might be illegal before you told me you were a cop, you can't do anything about.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I Jesus. like that they
2: have their own laws. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the company Jason Keep is just—I know it's been going on for two. For this is the third season, but it just it's always kind of jaw-dropping. <laughs> the people, that, his associates.
3: Well, and we, we get to see why Billboy is called Billboy. He's the
1: Pillboy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very straightforward. He's an uncomplicated man, Jason. Uncomplicated. Yeah.
2: I kind of uh, guess that no one actually knows his real name, like any of his friends. <laughs> He's
3: just a boy. I don't think he knows his name. He's real name.
2: So I had to look up what Duval was. Did either of you know? Because I'm not a Jags fan, so I had to... You know, they, he was shouting it, Jason was, as soon as he came out of the airport...
1: Oh, I miss that. No. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he, he yells Duval and then like people just kind of milling around the airport yell it back to him, which I guess is something that happens at Jacksonville Jaguar games because they <laughs> live in Duval County. So, uh, uh, you know, the more you know, star wipe. Um, maybe it's just
1: like they're really into their county and they shout Duval. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I, there, was a, there was a Blake Bortles joke in there somewhere, which I picked up on. and I had to explain to my wife. Um, but... Um, I miss the Duval thing.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. we we got another Bortles. Yeah. So then that I mean it we get quite a bit of Eleanor and quite a bit of Cheedy and quite a bit of Jason, but Tahani's job is mostly just being like flabbergasted by Jason and his family (laughs) and friends. I mean, of course, she knows she's like this explains so much, but that's really all she's there to do is kind of clutch her pearls and. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean the the way they.
3: So be fair, she's pretty good at that.
1: Um, I, I was going to say that I hope that, you know, we've sort of just paid a visit to Jason's world and it looks like we're going, I assume that more than, Eleanor's not going by herself to see her mom, that the team's going to come with her or at least some subset of the team. And then, so I hope we get a chance to see uh, Tahani interact with her family again. And maybe they'll all mm-hmm. sort of pay visits to their family members and try and, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen with Eleanor's mom. But the point is, I hope we get Tahani get some time with her, Family, and we got to see her interact and be the main character, as opposed to yeah, just reacting to Jason's uh, mania.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. when when uh, Tahani had to face her family in that sort of pseudo simulation, uh, that was, I think, one of the better moments of hers throughout the series, at least for me, where she's got that emotional yeah. payoff of confronting her family. So it'd be mm-hmm. in, it'll be interesting to see if she is able to do that with any kind of grace and um, making sure, because, I mean, I have to assume that she's trying to get them into the good place. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, she, she imparts some sort of knowledge maybe on her sister or her parents or, or something. Um, and I think that might be where it's headed. But I, yeah, I've I w- learned that I'm usually wrong, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. The, one thing I do like consistently about the show is that it's, it's been hard to predict where they're going next. I mean, even this season is—I don't know—they could have been—they separ- could have been apart for longer. I mean, and I felt like they got them back; to, they got them back together. I thought relatively quickly, even though I agree they could have done it even quicker. Um, so, yeah, I, who knows what's going to happen? Um, mm-hmm. I do like that the show keeps me guessing.
2: Yeah, especially with like body spray, mouthwash.
1: <laughs> no body spray, energy drink. <sighs> energy. Oh, oh!
2: I thought it was like Banaka. Like I saw them spritzing it into their mouths.
1: <laughs> I gross. think it's, it's it's both an energy drink and uh, a body spray.
2: Yeah, yeah. you both it.
3: <laughs> and, there, and there's a version that has also uh, lubricant. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, just gross. That. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to rob three factories. I'm glad they've thought it through, though.
3: <laughs> Good thing.
2: So was there any other part of the episode that we haven't really gone through?
3: I think we hit all the plot points.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we got through them all.
3: Well, okay. we didn't talk about Eleanor's not-dead parent, but well, I don't know yeah. if there's
1: anything to say besides speculation. I mean, that really was just more of a lead into next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, which I'm sure will be pretty Eleanor-centric, at least... You know For a portion So
1: I would expect that Yeah Do we In what way Was her mother's death Revealed in previous seasons Did she just say My mom died Because I, I know There were a lot of flashbacks To Eleanor But I don't remember And I remember her A few with her mom But I don't think We ever saw her mom die or Her reaction yeah. to her mom dying Or did we I don't I don't remember No
2: No until Until she mentioned it Again This time I had completely forgotten That her mom had died So Yeah I think it was just An offhand thing
3: Okay we do see his dad die, but not I don't think we see his mom die.
2: We see her drink a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, do we have any leftover joke machine jokes from this one? Oh, wait, we didn't mention that Chidi got fired. That kind of set off this whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. So
2: he yeah, he no longer has a job.
1: I was just saying that that's why they're going to need that sweet Janet VR tech machine money to keep them all afloat. <laughs> because Chidi's got no income now.
3: Well, I think 112 million British pounds are enough.
1: Yeah, that's true. They got, they got Tahani and Jason's money. Yeah, I still that it was never clear to me, Chidi's, because he's writing his thesis, but he already has a job. I, I, I never quite understood what, how that, I mean, it's... Maybe academia is different in Australia. I don't know. Something doesn't quite add up there. But.
2: Maybe it's something to do with Jeremy Bearmy. The time is just messed <laughs> yeah. up. It's all wibbly-wobbly.
3: Well, um, a, lot, a lot of post-grad stuff is done like that, so I don't think it's implausible.
1: Yeah, you generally don't throw away your entire thesis after you have a job and have left grad school, but it doesn't matter. It's not that important. Um, <laughs> but, Look at the uh, puppy. Yeah, the puppy, Exactly. <laughs>
2: So, yeah. So uh, here's one. Um, When uh, Jason's dad, Donkey Doug, thinks that Jason's about to stop him from uh, doing his grand plan, he says, I've heard it before from a bank and some doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because what you're selling is just not hygienic at all.
1: Um, someone said that the the little the little ear tones that janet programmed was a callback i i just thought that was very amusing i didn't know i think i forgot that it was a callback um
3: no not the ear tone itself but um once once she starts to snap his fingers uh, in a montage yeah uh, then they start to play the guitar strum that plays when Michael is rebooting uh, the universe uh, once in okay. the montage.
1: Gotcha. Well, I enjoyed the very Muzaki music that played uh <laughs> when when uh when you they, they plug the earfo- earphones in. Yes. Um uh, I already kind of I, I don't know if these were these as kind of jokes, but I, I already mentioned the airport name of after Macho Man Savage and uh and then uh, Eleanor getting uh getting uh, getting romantic feelings for um simone and the simulator mm-hmm. did
2: you notice it was like the non-international airport and someone had tapped that onto <laughs> I the not, sign
1: <laughs> did not see that that's great uh-huh. i i liked also
2: that, not uh, tra- oh sorry
1: i was gonna say also i don't think that's true i think they do have international flights but it's still funny <laughs> yeah.
2: i liked I, I forget if it was donkey dog or Pillboy, one of them got in trouble for fighting buzz lightyear but because he thought <laughs> it was someone else
1: yeah. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it is the Jacksonville International Airport is the actual name of the airport just for a kiss and it is in Duval County in case anyone's wondering
3: <laughs> I like a, a donkey dog line that's we've been cooking up something very special and this time it's not fake meth <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Jason mm. mentioned that there was a sport that was a cross between dodgeball and horseshoes and everybody died <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and I have, you have to think about that yeah That makes sense. Florida is Florida. (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm. Well, and Tahani complains about there being dog hair on the furniture and there being no dog.
2: (laughs) There was like a monster truck cab that like drove over a regular cab and he had to (laughs) chuck his stuff into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Florida, Florida is a never ending uh, well of jokes, the Florida jokes.
2: Yeah, you have to yeah. think that the writers were very happy that this was set in Florida.
3: Yeah, the monster truck taxi kind of broke my believability for a moment, but then I said, well, it's Florida. I give it <laughs> a pass.
2: Were there any other... Oh, there was there was a good one where uh, Janet like lists off all the stuff she can do with virtual reality, and then she says, I'm kind of a nerd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she also... Um... Uh, When Eleanor goes in, uh, no, Eleanor wants to borrow it for some reason, I think. Um, And uh, um, uh, Janet has to say that, oh, yeah, there might be, uh, you know, Jason in a hot tub or whatever. That was pretty Mm -hmm. funny.
2: (laughs) In an old timey onesie of some sort. (laughs)
1: Yeah, or something like that. (laughs) She's like, that's like software glitch, I think is what she calls it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Mm -hmm. back at the beginning, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, Eleanor's getting all the lowdown on her exes and stuff from um, Janet And Janet's like, none of your exes have ever gotten over you. I thought that was good.
2: (laughs) She's like, "That's right."
3: I know, that's right.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then there's like, yeah, that knowing wink between the two of them. That was great. I think that's it. I think we've joked it out.
2: Yeah, I'm looking through my notes. I'm not. I'm not seeing more. But uh, that's not to say there aren't. And I'm probably gonna be mad that I forgot something by the end of the episode. But
1: it'll be interesting next week if Eleanor tries to save her mom or really like i mean she says i'm gonna kill her but obviously she's not gonna kill her so um i wonder what happens
3: i have this one line that i don't remember why i wrote it maybe one of you can (laughs) remind me i have written down you must really love her what is that about
2: (laughs) oh oh um uh it it was that uh donkey doug hits on tahani and asked, asks ah. her to go into the hot tub with him. And it was gross, whatever it was, I don't remember. And yeah. uh, she doesn't go for it. And he's like, that works on everyone. You guys must really love each other or something like
3: that. Welcome to yeah. the family.
1: She has to remind him that, that he, she, he she just said that she was married to his son. To his son. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for being here, Marcos. It's, it's really nice that you got to fill in with us, and it was really good to have you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was fun.
2: Yeah, and Javier, it's always nice to talk to you.
3: It's always nice to talk to you. both of you now that I met you, Marco. And I have <laughs> no you. lines to end the episode, so goodbye.
2: Oh, well, very good. And then, um, you know, bye to Andrew. Uh, we will unlock him next week. And <laughs> um, good night to Rachel, wherever she is, and good night to all of you. Till next time. (laughs) Bing. Bing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.